Hello, and welcome to Muse to the Pharaoh, a Prince podcast from a woman's perspective. I am your host, Darlene Lucy. It's funny I like to pride myself on covering topics that are less talked about in the Prince fandom. This is now the sixth episode where we talked about how our lives have changed since Prince transitioned. We've talked about some of his bootlegs and performances after the year 2000. We've had an auntie's episode talking to women who worked at First Avenue in the 80s and their experience in watching Prince's star rides. We've also talked about purple indentures in rap, which should get more credit. And in our last episode, we talked to younger fans and heard what it was like to have Prince as a personal mentor. Today, though, we're going to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> what is a female-oriented podcast without the discussion of Prince as a man and how he delights his female audiences? So today, we're going to address that elephant. Um, joining me today, we have from our Purple Tumblr crew, Stephanie. Hi, guys. <laughs> we also have Crystal. Hi, hello. How are you guys? And then we also have a member from our crew who hasn't been on the podcast yet, Carly. Hello, everybody. So, Carly, something we always ask people when they join the podcast is how they discovered Prince. So tell us your story. Well, I have known of Prince for as long as I can remember. I usually say since birth. Um, my oldest sister was a huge Prince fan. But I remember in her bedroom, she had Prince posters everywhere. And whenever Purple Rain came out, that's my earliest memory. I was really, really little. I remember that's when I first heard him singing. I remember hearing Purple Rain. So that's kind of my first introduction as, as a toddler, basically, listening to Purple Rain. And I just have loved him ever since. Never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it explains so much. All right. So... <laughs> Today, there's a funny thing that we do as part of our group. We do these would you rathers. And <laughs> they're kind of just um, usually really bad situations where you have to choose the lesser of two evils. But today, I want to take a little bit of a remix on that. And we're going to start or easy and ease into these questions. And I want to ask you guys question one If you could time travel to one era and be in his entourage what era are you time traveling to and why qualifier at this time this is just music you get to go to parties you might get to sit in the studio while he's recording but it's strictly just as an observer okay okay so stephanie what time era Ugh, Kanisa, you know I hate these would you rather. Oh, wait, 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 wait. One more. You can only choose one error per question, so you can't double up. And, oh, so and, I change errors every question? Yes, and... Okay, that's fair. Because it's you and your expansion packs that you have. <laughs> Don't expose me to the world like this. This is why we have our Tumblr group. Do it by um, concert tour. About concert tour. Okay, no, that that is fair. Um, if I had to choose strictly musically, um, there's a, oh, there's so many. But I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, I think I would. I think I would choose Sign of the Time, and 
The reason for that is because I'm in love with his output during that time. So being able to um, sit in, like you say, you know, maybe sit in and listen to him record and things like that. I'd, I would love to be a part of that. Um, listening to the band rehearsal because one of my all-time favorite boots is the Strange Relationship rehearsal boot. So um, just sitting in and getting to hear that for hours on end is a dream. <laughs> it's a literal dream of mine. And then um, if we're talking about being able to be out on tour with him, sometimes is the only tour that we don't have that much footage from. We have the movie and there's, you know, snippets that are floating around, but I would absolutely love to see more footage from that time since that wasn't, um, since that wasn't over here in the U.S. So um, as hard as it is for me to narrow my scope, <laughs> um, definitely, definitely sign of the times. And then also um, that might bleed over into, um, you know, him preparing Paisley Park too. And um, hearing Sheila's story from Celebration where, you know, before he had even built anything on the on the plot of land, he was just, you know, taking her by the hand and like, this is gonna be this room and this is gonna be that studio and this is gonna be this. And yeah, if if that's what being able to be part of that entourage included, then yeah, sign me up for Sign of the Times. Okay. How about you, Carly? Well, as you know, I am EOP. <laughs> <laughs> to the chorus. For those of you who don't yes. know what EOP is, that is Equal Opportunity Print and all things, music and everything else. Yes. So this is this is really hard. But I think that I would choose the musicology era. Um I just for for me, I just love the music, of course, and the band that he had at that time. And I was lucky enough to be able to go to that concert. I remember I was in grad school actually at the time. So I just have really good memories of that time. But he also, he just seemed, I don't know, like really happy, was able to just receive the love that the crowd was giving him during that time. And I just think, you know, being at the rehearsals for that, just just being in that atmosphere during that time, because it's almost like, like for us, or for me, I can say, he never went away. But for a lot of people, it was like he was coming back, even though he wasn't. And it was just a big deal. I just remember being a big deal musicology at that time. I remember being in grad school, just being really excited that other people were excited. And like I said, just the band, I remember watching, um, this was just maybe a couple of years ago, just watching the different rehearsals that he had. And it was just an exciting time for me. So I would just love to be a part of that 2004 musicology era. All right, well, how about you, Crystal? God. Okay, I'll go 1987. Um, and the reason why I choose 1987 is just because some of those rehearsals are just so good. And I would love to just be on a fly in the wall, on the wall during those rehearsals because those jam sessions, um, it's just something, you know, it, it kind of out of body sometimes. So, um, but I do want to give an honorable, honorable mention to 1994, 95 era, just because those after shows, that vibe is something I definitely want to be a part of and that aesthetic, but 1987 will be my answer. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going down um, the, the ladder into potential polarity. So I'm actually going to switch the order of some questions I sent you guys and ask, what studio song, well, I'll let you pick a couple if you want, 
But what studio Thank song you. takes you out every time you hear it? And it's just like, oh. man. And I'm going to start with Carly on this one. Okay, and I'm ready. Okay. Um, well, the first one is probably kind of weird. It just, I don't know, people probably wouldn't think it. Um, Incense and Candles. And the only reason why I picked that one is because whenever he does like the little rap, and I don't know why, whenever he says, the price of Prince's candle. I almost passed out every time. I don't know why. Dinners, but that's fine, cause I'm blind. By blindness, cat in the dark. It might come two in the morning after rolling in the park. How to understand always changing plans. How to inhale the handle. Once and alone, make it with your wild The price of Prince's candle. I just, just that little part of that song. But anyway, so that one, um, come, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I remember it, well, I'll just, pair these two together come and orgasm even though orgasm really isn't a song but still that's another thing that just takes me out it was a saturday i remember um and i i think i told you guys about it i don't know why i just listened to those two songs like back to back and i was done for the rest of the day i couldn't concentrate on anything for the rest of the day (laughs) completely took me out um and i don't know would breathe count is, I mean, would that count? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely breathe. And you introduced me to breathe. I had never heard it before. Yeah. And I, I couldn't breathe. Down I couldn't breathe. Yes. Take me into the deepest part of your emotion. Whisper again the destination you want to go. down your heels baby baby so those are those are mine oh oh wait wait one more i'm sorry one more satisfied sorry i had to throw that in there (laughs) satisfied Mm -hmm. takes me out also i remember when i think we were having a watch party or something and we weren't ready to finish so i was like you know what there's a song that i think we should make sure we all know about i think we played come Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of people's first time hearing it. And I just remember, <laughs> oh, oh, what did Tabasayo said? She said, she said. Um, it was, it was, forgive me, Father, for every day I fall further from your grace. Wow. And when she said that, it just encapsulated all of the feelings that I felt after listening to that song. That was, like you said, it was a lot of our first time hearing that. And I remember sitting on my couch, just like pouring sweat like that Jordan Peele did. <laughs> I did not know, like I couldn't feel anything. I didn't know what to do. And off the set was that. And I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then I remember Breathe, because 
I, it was oh, a gosh. short song, and I think I looped it. I, I set it up so it looped for like ten minutes straight. <laughs> breathe took me out. Breathe took me out. I think breathe was one of those laying on my living room floor moments. Nope. I've had a yeah. few of those, and I yeah laid out literally on I'm my really living room floor. Sad because like that album because it has breathe and it has um. Madrid to Chicago, and it never came out, but both of those songs have some stuff in it, and I'm just like, Maybe this needs to come out, because I think we all deserve to hear what he was thinking yes. about and where he was then. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In Orgasm <laughs> too, because um, there's a longer version uh, from Come where I, I think they call it I can't remember. We're not gonna research, but um, it's a whole long suite of him reading a little bit of the Bible and just different segs, and it that ends is. with orgasm <laughs> with him and vanity. So it's like uh, lie down, fair one, and come away till the rain is over and gone. Moon atop the rose petals, I whisper sweet. Ready or not, here I come. Come on. Oh. Come on. What? And, and that's what I love about it. It's <laughs> like, I'm not talking about my prince lines. I don't want everybody to research my one night alone prince. But the interesting <laughs> thing about it <laughs> is he'll be talking about the Bible and somehow like his shirt keeps coming open and open and open. And so I remember there's this one show I was watching and I was like two inches from my screen. I'm like, yes, I, whatever you say, yes, I will be a Jehovah Witness. I will just do whatever you're saying right now. It's fine. I am converted. Yes. <laughs> but back to this, and I'm not mentioning him anymore on this. Stephanie, uh, what studio songs take you out? Oh, man. So, Carly, you actually got two of mine, Breathe and Come, for sure. Um, I remember those days vividly. <laughs> Garden meltdown days. Um and the the one that takes the cake for me though to this day that Kanisa had to pre warn me about. Um, my mama listens to this podcast, y'all. So forgive me, mother. But uh, we can fuck, mm. not we can funk, not the graffiti bridge version, but we can fuck the day. So I remember before the expanded purple rain uh, dropped. I think, Kanisha, I think it was you that got your hands on, like, a couple of leaked songs, mm -hmm. and that was one of them. And I remember you messaging me, like, you need to come to the garden. <laughs> Prepare yourself, because this song, <laughs> I know what this song is going to do to you, basically. And I was so scared. I was at work, and I came home, and I finally listened to it. And when I tell you guys, I squealed <laughs> like a little girl <laughs> it slid all the way from my couch to my living room floor it was I was in utter shambles and I'm pretty sure I typed in all caps in the garden and <laughs> yeah everything the whole 10 minutes and 16 seconds of that song from beginning to end it's funky and then it gets like beautiful in the bridge and he's talking and his he's breathy and he's uh. spitting game that it would have worked on me. So. <laughs> 
yeah, that one, it still takes me out. Um, worse, I, I would say worse than come. Yeah. Mm. It, it just every time, every time I lose it. That one is really interesting because it's mm. like, you know, he would not want us to hear this. No. Because he's a new man, right? But <laughs> so is that extra kind of enjoyment of it? It's like everybody has always wanted to hear the original version of that. And then when you finally got it, like, that's not even my era. And even I was yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> because that, <laughs> that bridge, he's so just not reckless, but it feels so just out of control. So a little raw. Bit. And raw, yes. yeah. Because actually, and I was, passionate. yes, I was at the five and dime party um, this past, or you can tell how far I record these, but I was at the five and dime party and Eric put this song on and I was listening to the beginning of it. I'm like, is this Deacon Funk or is this Deacon <laughs> And then I realized which one it was. I'm like, oh gosh, okay, we're going to hear this really loud. <laughs> it's going to be intense. And I remember being like one of the only ones like losing it. And I'm like, you guys, are you understanding what you're listening to right now? Right. It just—it was intense, I, and then I remember, and him and Eric and Miss Lulu were dancing to it, like, <laughs> like a, a partner dance to it. I'm like, yes, you can let me understand. But it was so intense just to hear that blasting in a party environment, and wow, just him. Yeah, yeah, mm, mm, mm. yeah. That's my one, guys. Okay. Well, what about you? That's Christine? a good one. Um, I'm gonna still come, just because there's something that's never impact it's always empowering that song is just like yes thank you i will <laughs> <laughs> so nice of you um and then also um if i was your girlfriend just because and that sounds cliche but you know i just have a personal connection with that song um it was my mother's favorite prince song and it's my favorite prince song probably i don't know um but it's <sighs> It's so good, and it's I can never I I any anytime I hear it, it's I have to stop what I'm doing. So, mm -hmm. if I was your girlfriend, and come, okay, so. yeah, I remember how you reacted to those. Uh, if I were girl, if I was your girlfriend, outtakes mm -hmm. from Sunset. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Don't take me back. Oh god. Um, Meltdown. And then the version of it with his regular voice instead of the sped up voice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my goodness. The talking oh, part is to because of that. Is it really necessary for me to go out of the room just because you want to undress? We don't have to make children to make love. No, we don't have to make love to have an orgasm. Your body is what I'm all about. Can't see it anymore. I'll show you. Why not? You can do it because I'm your friend. I do it for you. Of course I didn't dress in front of you. And when I'm naked, what shall I do? How can I make you see that it's cool? <sighs> yes. I made my mom listen to that. <laughs> I was like, Mom, you need to hear this. <laughs> it is oh, Chris my goodness. Uncamille singing if I was your girlfriend. <laughs> I appreciate that you share your prince with your mom because I get like unrationally envy or jealous whenever I try to I'm just like, no, I'm taking this back. Never mind, you, you can't listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, close your No, you know what? Because I think for me, my my mom knows how deep it is for me now. So she doesn't 
she doesn't let it get that far. The only time I had to like kind of snatch her up a bit was when we were in Detroit and we watched um, Sign of the Times together mm-hmm. and she got a little too excited and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I like turned my laptop towards me. I was like, okay, like you can relax. <laughs> and I remember being really young um, in my mom's room while she was watch- watching Sign of the Times and I didn't know what it was at the time. But when I reflect back to that, you know, the way that we are with him was exactly how she was. And I remember her like getting, I don't know, you know, you know how we get salty <laughs> over, <laughs> over, you know, um, you know, women he's been with in the past, I guess. Um, she was that way over like cat. And I remember the moment when if I was your girlfriend was ending, you know how he they are they're on the, the heart. And the first thing that was out of her mouth was like, they weren't dating. And I was like, <laughs> just, just to make it clear. Are you sure? Because it looks like they might be. And she's like, no. And I just reflect back to that all the time. <laughs> I love that. So we're going a deeper layer down here. Okay. So what's a performance that takes you out every time? Actually, we'll start with Crystal on this one. Um, so (laughs) I'll start light. So let's, you know, his version of uh, Little Red Corvette and, you know, post 2000s when he slowly Uh... down. And there's one particular one. I couldn't remember the date. I think it's a Paris show in 2014. Do you guys remember when he's like mimicking and I have no idea what he's doing? Yeah. I think so. Um. Yeah, and I don't know if it's Little Red Corvette, but it was like the slow down portion. Um, and I love that. And then um, also Question of You slash Electric Man during the news tour. Girl. Yeah, so when he says plug in your socket, I kind of, you know, shiver. So that kind of takes me out. <laughs> takes me out all the time. So those particular two, anytime he plays Little Red Corvette, the slowed down version in post 2000s, and then uh, Question of You slash Electric Man during the new tour. Always. That, that Question of You, I remember seeing that like pre-Garden. And mm. so I had that experience pretty much alone like I had to experience that by myself but I remember distinctly being on Tumblr and being like oh my gosh Tumblr you have to help me find this entire video because it was only like a gif of that and like somebody I can't remember I think it was I think it was G she found it on Tumblr or somewhere 
And I had to like go through that experience alone without you guys. So I'm a little mad that we didn't know each other then. <laughs> Where were you guys? Kanisa, why didn't you find me sooner? <laughs> but also we have to give kudos to Kanisa because remember she was the one who found the full Doomy baby clip. Oh sh right, Kanisa? Don't you remember that? Yeah. In okay, you know what? <laughs> okay, so yeah, again. Me and Crystal have interesting conversations about him <laughs> she's very into him and And she is too, I but like she just it. doesn't want to admit it. I'm not. <laughs> Did you hear that strange <laughs> no? <laughs> I don't mind. It was like she was fighting. Like boundaries. So <laughs> she was fighting to say no, but something in her was like, just admit it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> safe space. And moving on to the next topic. Um, yes. So there's a lot to see during that show she mentioned, and sometimes it confuses me. And I do remember the first time um, I saw when we tour Tokyo, Do Me Baby, and just flipping through whatever I had on my phone, and I was in the hotel room with my sister and my mother, and it was late at night, and I couldn't sleep, so. I was slipping through it listening to my headphones and I was just like, <laughs> I started making noise. And I was like, oh my God, I had to cover my mouth and I stopped it and I went to the bathroom and I remember I did a, a wall slide against the bathroom wall and watched the rest of it. And I was like, this makes me very uncomfortable. And I don't know why. And I actually have to credit um, digging deeper into Princeton too, accepting more of that side of myself because um, a lot of times I don't or... I remember he used to cause panic attacks in me a lot when I would listen to things and I wouldn't know how to respond to it because I was so checked out of that part of being a woman or whatever. And it actually has been a really huge growth period. So I, I have those less now than I did maybe two years ago. Uh, and thinking it's okay to feel desire and it's okay to feel all these feelings and it's kind of like a healing kind of thing in a way. Um, but anyway, so... On to this next layer down, Stephanie. What is a performance that takes you out every time? Okay. Um, there are several because as you all well know, I love Prince when he is princing the hardest, when he is extra and over the top and ridiculous because it speaks to that part of me. <laughs> um, so like, yeah. You, get, you have your heads, you know, head from controversy tour uh, at the Capitol Theater, head from uh, the parade tour. But um, one that I forgot about that I just revisited recently is like the most, it's a very understated performance, but damn you from The Bright Divine, he's just, he's just sitting there and he's singing and he sounds beautiful and the typhoon is just like laid for the gods and the eyeliner is winged to perfection and he's in that yellow pajama suit and there's just one moment where he's singing um you know when we make love i can't hold back and he does this gyration and i lost my mind the first time i saw it i was like okay yeah i'm on the floor again and i recently revisited that and um yeah, took me out again. So that's one. And then the other one, of course, my favorite, 1999 Prince, Houston, 82. 
how come you don't call me anymore? It's like 11 minutes long, that whole interlude from like the beginning of him playing the piano to the end where he finally asks us, you know, don't we want to play with this Tootsie Roll? We all know the <laughs> answer to that question. But um, that particular performance, he's like playing the piano like really, really funky um, for a few minutes at the beginning. And um, he's jamming and singing and like kind of mumbling to himself. And I'd watched that show like three times before I caught what he was actually saying. And he was saying, I really want your blank, the P word. I won't say it because again, my mother listens to this podcast, but uh, yeah, really want your blank this evening. And I remember stopping dead in my tracks when I first realized that that's what he was saying. I paused it and rewound it like 17 times. And then I went to the garden and I was like, you guys, he just said that he really wants my kitty emoji this evening. And I don't know what to do about it because it's my favorite iteration and he's on stage and he's saying that he's playing the piano and he's going into how come you don't call me anymore. You know why? Let me explain to you. See, I tried to make love to my woman. My other woman, that is. I tried to make love to my other woman, and and when she when she hit that right spot, wait, wait, wait. When she hit that right spot, I I I screamed. Screamed out your name. Yes, I did. And help, and I had a complete and utter meltdown. And I'm pretty sure, like, that was the night that everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that's why she's a two." <laughs> and I wear that two with honor every day of my life. So yeah, that one. Every time I hear it completely undone and then Kanisa one more if you guys will allow me um question of you from Tokyo from that same show all of the miming and all that stuff on the microphone stand right up my alley oh gosh mm. anyway I need to stop talking I'm sweating next Carly <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're gonna oh, say okay. but <laughs> Yes, you do. Okay, but before I say it, (laughs) let me just say, okay, whatever I said that I, you know, Prince is all that I can remember, I just want to say that whenever I was young, my dad's a minister, so he really didn't like us listening to, like, secular music and stuff, but my mom would let us listen to it. So I just remember being little and, you know, my sisters, my brothers, we would listen to um, Prince all the time. And like I said, she had posters on her walls and stuff, and we would watch Solid Gold. And like my dad on Saturdays, and my dad would be outside, and we'd have watch outs, like at the sliding glass door, like, Daddy's coming, and we'd turn the channel around and jump on the couch. <laughs> so that's just a little backstory that ties into my choice. Okay. So my choice is, I can't even pick one performance. Well, I can, I can pick a couple, but it's from the Vegas Jam Show, okay? <laughs> um... <laughs> I was supposed to go to the jam concert whenever it came to Pittsburgh. My oldest sister and her friends, they were going to go. They had tickets to go. 
and I was going to go with them. But my parents found out and stopped it like immediately. So I still have stank from that. It's been like what, 20 years and I still have stank. Okay. In that show, no, I was supposed to go. I didn't, I wasn't able to go, but I had never seen the show, any like video from the show. So once again, I was introduced to it by you. Like, was it two years ago, maybe a year ago, year and a half. And when I tell you, and it was just a clip, I didn't even see the full show at first. It was just a clip of the piano shenanigans. Whenever he does, he like teases um, Darling Nikki. Um, and then the one part that I like almost passed out. And I think, I actually, I know I was sitting in a chair and I just started to spin in the chair. Like my body went limp <laughs> and I just started spinning in a circle in the chair. It was the part whenever he's, sit, he's playing the piano and he's like swirling on the chair and he's like talking. I think he said something like. that I screamed yes they're real mine are real I was just like I <laughs> at the screen that show oh my goodness when he, when he does adore the part whenever he does do me baby and he's like laying on the stage and like grinding and sliding all of I just I can't take it I cannot take that show but I watch it all the time like I can't <laughs> stop watching that show and it's like I'm excited to see it but then like I said I have thanks because I should have been there and I wasn't it's just, oh, that show. Oh, my goodness. I can't. And then, oh, and also during that show, whenever he does, um, how come you don't call me anymore? I think that's whenever, I think he's on the piano when he does that one. That I just, oh, my God, that show. And then he just <laughs> sounds good. He looks good. The outfit. Oh, oh, my goodness. I can't. That show is just everything. Jam, any, actually, I said the Vegas show, but any jam show, it just takes me out. And you guys are no help because anytime there's pictures from that time, <laughs> videos, I just, oh, it's just too much. I cannot take it. I did so that to you just choice. the other day on yes. Twitter. <laughs> sorry, oh, but not was, sorry. <laughs> I was done for the rest of the day. Oh, my goodness. I can't take Jam. Jam uh, is the most interesting. He's um, the most it, interesting. Was it, um, was it the tribute? Or, yes, it was a tribute. It was 2016, we were like, yeah. Let's watch a show, and we put on a jam show. And we are like... We're going to hate watch this, yes. and we're like talking mess, and this is going to be ridiculous. I Uncle can't take him, Uncle Prince. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've never and been more wrong. There's that part where it's like a medley of songs. It's like Scandalous and Jimmy Baby. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, okay. so I remember Stephanie, she came, like, she was sitting on the couch, she came from across the room, and I think you, like, slid off the couch and kind of dragged yourself toward the I TV. Like, <laughs> and we were like, oh my gosh, like, he's never safe. He's never safe. He's never safe. We really, it was such a great experience because Kadisa and I really went into it, like, fully prepared to hate the show and, like, laugh through it. So our guard was completely down 
Because he had like the, 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 yeah, like the, the keytar that's yeah. twice as big as him. <laughs> and we were like, this is so ridiculous. And I just remember like the progression of that medley when it started. We were like, huh, oh, okay, hmm, interesting. Oh, oh, this is happening. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm on the floor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the, the beautiful thing about that whole experience is like, we <laughs> live streamed ourselves. Oh, so there's video it? footage of that oh, on, yes. uh, what was it? Uh, w watch two or something? <laughs> something. Yeah, I forgot and about that. That is archived deep within <laughs> the <laughs> belly of the garden. <laughs> That's insane. Oh my goodness. But yeah, it's <sighs> funny because whenever we do, like we used to do tournaments and stuff, um, but me and Carly would be like the only main jam supporters. <laughs> because I appreciated that a lot. No record. I don't know. For some reason, it's like it was a tough time for him and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like go ahead and work it out we, we will appreciate the way you work this out and it's yes. interesting also because i don't actually like it when he's doing a lot like that but for some reason only jam works because even later like musicology he can get a little bit like that too you don't get the cursing and stuff mm -hmm. but sometimes he is forgetful and starts humping or even welcome to i was gonna say yeah welcome to he, he actually does still hump and <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of stuff to see but um yeah, but Jam specifically is just a fun, it's a fun time prince, that's what I like to call him. A fun time prince. Well, it's yeah. a hard time for me, because I struggle. <laughs> I struggle. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely swooped it. He swooped it. The sacrifice of Carly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, gotta explore that hashtag on the garden. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the final question. You get a two-year rotation. This rotation includes whatever you want it to include. Stipulation, of course, he was married at some point. So pretend that he wasn't married. But if you could have an anything goes two-year rotation. We say two years because we kind of notice there's a pattern with some of his relationships. But if you can have a two-year rotation with any iteration, what iteration would it be? I'm going to start with Carly. 1998 to 2000. Oh my. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> no hesitation. No. Was, she was confident. No. Yes. I was so ready. Okay. I get my jam prints plus I transition into my handlebars, which for those oh, of you who do not know, the handlebars or whenever he wore the ponytails and like the plaits, like with the ribbons on them, those are handlebars. And you can use your imagination on why I call those handlebars. I just, oh my goodness, that, I, oh, 1998 to 2000, without a doubt, without a hesitation, two years, anything goes, everything, ever, anything, everything, 98 to 2000. That is my final answer. And I'm sweating just thinking about it. <laughs> Wait, Carly, uh, I gotta drill into that. We gotta drill. We, we gotta drill. Okay, Carly. So we're talking about the blue rave outfit. We're talking about yeah. Yeah. 23 scriptures in the one night stand. We're talking about yeah. <laughs> Can you explain a little bit more why this era? Well, for I just like I told you, I still have like unresolved like issues from jam. Like I need I, I just 
don't appreciate what happened to me. I mean, I know my parents were looking out for me. It was great. But I just, I mean, I just need that. And then, like, I just, that blue outfit from Rave, I love it. The ribbons and the hair. <laughs> I may be one of the only ones, but I love it. I love it. I think you are the only one. <laughs> Because she had that as her picture in our group chat, and every time I saw it, I would just kind of react. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh I would be so happy. Two years of that, oh, I, 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 oh, I would be very happy, very satisfied, very happy. Yes. You know what? It makes me happy that we as the garden have every era of Prince covered. <laughs> he is n there's not a single time in his life that he is not appreciated. Somebody's gonna want the plaits. Somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna want baby Prince. It just makes me, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I'm still laughing. Okay, Stephanie. How about you? Two years and two Oh, we all we already know. I'm going from 81 to 83. It covers the span of my fave, 1999 Prince. And not just because I think he is a delicious snack during that time. He's a delicious snack his whole life. But <laughs> specifically during that time. Um, and plus, I love his output during that time, too. Not just his own stuff, but um, y'all know how I feel about the time. I love my girls in Vanity 6 as well. So I'm down to be part of the, you know, <laughs> the harem <laughs> that he had around him at that time. Like, we all on the tour bus together. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. You got him after this show? Okay, well, I'll get him after the next show. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 81 to 83. Okay. How about you, Crystal? Um, I definitely want that Kim Basinger, Honey on the Mix board treatment of 1989, 1990, please. Mm -hmm. Please. <laughs> Show up at my job unexpectedly and just watch me till I get off and then we can go home. <laughs> oh Basinger. We can send the staff home and then, you know, please. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> No, I forgot about that. Watch me at my job. Oh my gosh, Crystal, you just. We can, I mean, and, and, and we can pregame in the limo ride home because you know we weren't riding in anything other than a limo. Oh my so, gosh. Definitely. So earlier, when I told the story about Crystal being all about business until one specific day, <laughs> and then we got all unfiltered Crystal, it was the greatest day. The best day. The best day. <laughs> I feel like was it not the the fake love sexy story? Oh. Was that not when? I, I can't feel like remember. that was a turning point for us. I don't know what it was, but I was just like up to that point, I was just like, what the what is going on? I thought we were gonna have intelligent conversation to trade music. I wanted to learn more. It's just lusty after his booty and, and everything. I was just like, what is going on? And then I was just like, you know what? Let me just accept it. But we 
the only thing is, I don't, I don't know that crystal. I came later, so I don't even know that crystal. That's right. This I was, is the only yeah. crystal I know. Yeah, and Carly. We added Carly to the mix, and we were like, oh, we got to be on good behavior again. And Carly came out guns blazing, and I was like, that's my girl. Yes. No, it was funny because um, Moon, um, our friend Moon, she, because uh, we were doing, like, who else should we ask? And Moon said, you know, Carly's really cool. And Carly actually yeah. had a tag that we used to use all the time in the garden that she just kind of used a different, slightly different version of um, on her own. We're like, oh, yeah, she understands. She can come in. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, that's what that's what made us go. I think she'd fit in because it was that tag. And we were like, huh, I see what you're, I see yeah. what you're about, lady. <laughs> but also to qualify in our group, we really, I mean, we were – we were well-rounded in the appreciation of Prince. <laughs> because while uh-huh. there is discussion about his beauty and his sexiness, there is also discussion about the music. And we spent a lot of time going through his discography. And yeah. we had, like, we listened to his discography front to back. I spent every day yeah. going to, through a different album. And then, because, like, I kind of had this thing where my, my secondary goal for our group was to make sure that we were informed about what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you can lust, but also know that a B side of this thing was this or stuff, stuff like that, and um, to be able to go out and speak about him from an informed place too, instead of you know right. just making yeah. projections yeah. all the time. Um, and so we did different ways of doing that. I think we did a tournament on his the favorite concert era, and that was purely based on the music. We did a, a tournament based on not the music. <laughs> Uh, and um yeah and and i think the tournament for the music was sign of the times came in first place Mm -hmm. it might not be if we were to do it again but then yeah yeah because we're considering the context of everything to like this music that was going around the time and then the not the music winner i think was diamonds and pearls right Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I don't really want to get into that. But, <laughs> but second won, place was it, it won fairly, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I remember some of the things I tried to do to convince him to do that. Anyway. <laughs> um, so um, quick question. Did we did you ask like Prince moments, like particular Prince moments? Uh that was kind of more performance, but did you have others? Well, yeah, I had, like, individual moments, but not performances, I guess I wanted to add. Um, I don't know. No, go ahead. I had some written down. Um, so uh, one was, like, I love when he reacts, his reactions to, like, the crowds singing his songs. So oh, yeah. that was exemplified during um, Celebration when he had the crowd um, recent. What was he, what were they performing? Was it Kiss, maybe? I can't remember, but it was the one of the piano and microphone shows where um, the crowd was singing and he like stopped and he was like, I'm going to give you a chance to do that again. You didn't hit that right. Now I'm going to let you try one more time. <laughs> so I love when he when he his reactions to hearing the crowd sing. And then um, I also loved the way he admired um, anyone he was performing with. Um, and a couple that came to mind was with Janelle Monet. And then also with um, Erica Badu during his musicology tour, and then Tamar. Um, he was, I don't know, I just loved his, the admiration in his face. So I kind of love 
when he, you know, appreciates, you know, what he ultimately put together. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then one dirty one was anytime that he mimicked like oral sex on stage or he like licked his fingers and then licked the mic. Um, yes. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, and of course, the new tour one, which was recently posted. Um, and but yeah, I, 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 those always throw me as well. So, or toss me, as G used to say. <laughs> oh gosh, toss me. <laughs> throw back. Actually, interesting because because um, you were talking about earlier when he does Little Red Corvette slow, and he mimics things, and it's like, isn't this kind of late for you? Because he, he goes down on his knee, and he kind of does something to the his inside of his elbow, and he's like, oh, where you going, baby? than usual because mm-hmm. it's just unexpected. Yeah. All right. So I'm actually going to throw a random question that I didn't socialize with you guys to kind of wrap it up because um, like I was saying earlier, or it's an interesting thing to me when people talk about Prince being sexy, that it's always assumption that it's because of the way he looks or different things like that. But I kind of argue that it's something a little deeper than that. So from your perspective, why is Prince sexy to you and why does he resonate the way he does with you? And we'll start with Crystal. Oh, uh, that is a like throw at you question. I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's I, maybe it's his charm. I don't know what it is about Prince because, um, when I think about why my mom liked Prince or why she told me she liked Prince, it was purely physical. And if you really think about, you know, Prince in his physical state, he was like two feet tall. And, <laughs> you know, if he was a regular smegla dude, you probably wouldn't give him any play. Um, so I, I think it has to be just the way he, um, I guess maybe composed himself. He was very well groomed and I kind of liked his feminine side that I think that's, what's really attractive to me about Prince is his, um, he's so, he was so comfortable in his skin and he, you know, at no point in his career, did you ever see Prince try to be what people thought he should be? He always was like, did what the fuck he wanted. And I kind of love that about him. And so he kind of has this, um, I don't know, I guess his, his, 
you know, I'm going to do what I want attitude, his his charm, the way he carried himself. I'll say that. I don't want to just say he has a nice ass and <laughs> chest hair and um, he's fine as hell. But, you know, that's probably true, too. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, those are all valid points. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Carly? Well, for me, it's just his swag. I mean, he just, we all know he's beautiful, but his mm-hmm. swag, his confidence, just the fact that he's extremely talented. I mean, just, I, I, you know, because there's some people that, um, you know, are handsome, but there's like, that's it. That's all they have. Mm-hmm. And even though he's beautiful, even if I didn't see what he looked like and I just heard him talk or heard his music, I still would be interested and probably be attracted. And then you see what he looks like on top of it. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it's that, that confidence, that swag, and just, just be so talented. And also another thing that um, really makes me attracted to him is just his attitude. Like that attitude yeah. that he has that I'm sure can be off-putting to some people, but I like it. So that's, I don't know, that's just what I think. That's what attracts me to him. Okay. How about you, Stephanie? Yeah, I have to agree with Carly. Um, it's definitely the entire package. So um, take the just kind of ridiculously good, like, okay, God, you're doing a whole lot with the way <laughs> you made him look. Like, stop. And, <laughs> and the talent. But, um, yeah, that confidence, like, you know, he could – fill up a whole room, you know, as small as he was, like his, just his being could mm-hmm. just take up an entire room and, and overwhelm you. And, um, and just to go back to what we talked about on the first show, um, about how he just leaned so hard into his gifts and walked fully in his purpose. Like that is so attractive to me. Uh, a man who one is aware of his purpose and then is walking fully in that or taking steps to do that, I think is just like, ugh, yes, <laughs> you are just doing what you were created to do. And it's inspired. I, I get inspired from that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, yeah. And also somebody I feel like I can learn a lot from, he was just so intelligent and so, um, well-rounded and yeah, um, just full of wisdom. So, that's something that I find really attractive and really sexy. So you take all of that and combine it with um, that voice, speaking and singing, and mm-hmm. that face, and the rest of him, yes. and that's it. Oh, gosh. Where is the Prince Factory? <laughs> Where's the Prince Factory? Why are they not churning more of him out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all you guys. Um, Especially, I think I said before, whenever, I prefer to listen to bootlegs rather than watch them because sometimes they're a little overwhelming. And because experiencing Prince is a full body experience, truly. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I also want to echo kind of what Stephanie said. Um, I don't know if it's just a weird way that I think about sexuality or eroticism, but to me, eroticism kind of translates as when you're fully present in the moment and sometimes when he's doing a solo, like I'm thinking of the Purple Rain Milan solo, it, he's very passionate about it and extremely into it. And it it almost looks like he is like 
in the middle of having a sexual experience. And it's interesting to kind of see what happens when you totally let go of all of your inhibitions and everything and just let that kind of energy or talent flow through you. That I think he was really good at kind of entering that flow and being a channel like that. And to me, that's, it's, it's sexual or it's even erotic or just something that is so spiritual in a way that you connect to and you want to be a part of that and you want to connect to that. And in a way, you also kind of envy it too. So it's like, I wish I could let go and just live and just be. Absolutely. And to me, that comes across as really erotic. Like even during my, like I was saying earlier, when um, you're you're watching a particular show from a certain era that I'm not going to talk about, (laughs) but (laughs) the way that he's just so into the music and he's just kind of playing the music and he's very passionate about what he's saying and it's something about, you know, the Bible and God, but it, he really believes in it. And when you see someone, you know, doing something that they truly believe and they are completely unapologetic about it, it's impactful and it makes you, it kind of draws you into it. He could be like saying, this guy is green and I really believe this guy is green. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, this guy <laughs> is green. And, and I remember seeing like a, even an interview and the guy was like, I... When he was talking to me, it made complete sense. But when I left, I had no idea what he was talking about. But I think it's really interesting the way people connect to him and that it's not like, yes, you know, he might be humping the stage or whatever in this part of performance, but it's really like he's doing this for you. And every time you see him perform, even if you're watching a video like we talked about on a previous podcast, he seems like he's just talking to you. It's for mm-hmm. you and nobody else is in the room. It's, you're just zeroed in on him. And it can create just this intimate experience even though it's not someone you really know in real life yeah yes while you were talking i was just thinking and i was trying to find it and i found it this quote by uh, michael phillips they asked him about you know playing with prince and he said every night i watch how he connects his gift to the crowd i've spoken to him about it he told me that playing a solo is like making love you have to pay attention to the things that make your partner respond and space them out So they come at exactly the right time. It's one big, long orgasm. Mm -hmm. And that quote, it sticks out for me because he was so conscious of every, like, decision that he made, musical decision that he made. And it just, everything was so just, like, he knew what he was doing. Intentional. Smart choices. Yes. Yeah. And, And it's funny, like, you always see the pictures. You know the ones, ladies. And you're always like, did he do that on purpose? Like, are we supposed to see? And I struggle with that for so much. I'm like, I'm not looking there. Everybody needs to, you know, keep the eyes up. But it's like, he probably did it on purpose. And it was there for us to enjoy, too. I mean, the hip yeah. chain was there to draw us in. Let's be real. Just let's, let's be real. It was so weird yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see if I can word this if you could give if you had a son and you wanted to give him some advice about how to approach or relate to women based on how prince did what would you say to him and i'll start Mm -hmm. with stephanie oh that's a good question um I would I would say listen more, be more attentive 
to us because Prince seemed to really be attentive to like what Carly just said to the way we responded to things. Um, so yeah, be attentive and uh, attentive and then be intentional. How about you, Carly? I was going to say the same thing, <clears throat> excuse me, to listen and to pay attention to what your partner responds to. I mean, from what Prince did, like I just read that quote, that's like key. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he figured it out. <laughs> yes. And you're like, you're golden after that. Pay attention and you know what your partner wants and how what they respond to and then you do it. And it's intentional and oh my Lord, yes. It's kind of <laughs> sad that it seems very obvious, but for some reason is not. Yeah, no. I think it's interesting the way how consistent he was about that because even from a music standpoint he seemed to be that way um from you know his little usability test he had at pacey park mm -hmm. he'd try out things and then the way that he would research like after he has a concert to go back and look at the tapes to see what the crowd was responding to and then making adjustments as he was going forward or even um like reading in the newspapers like some mm -hmm. concerts didn't go well. Like I'm thinking of some of the Welcome to Chicago shows where the first show was actually not 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 that it wasn't good, but people had a lot of complaints about it. And he really made a lot of big changes to the show and a lot of apologies at after shows and stuff to make up for that first night. So it's interesting, you know, it's kind of uh, rinse and repeat a lot with the way <laughs> that he approached his work. Um, and then also, because a lot of people say he was really into um, touched in not touched in clocked into like his femininity and I, I think about that a lot because you know there is a, a delicateness about Prince but it's also very masculine and mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about why do people say that he's tapped into his femininity is it really that or is he just emotionally aware and that's you know connected to being feminine um, yeah. and, and it's, a, it's an interesting kind of empathy that he had that could be very supportive but also uh he knows where to hit to hurt people too sometimes i think but yeah. there's, there's a lot of power in being able to tap into people's emotions because it draws them in so much almost to an obsessive level like we don't know anything about but um <laughs> <laughs> but it's nothing but it's about that interesting kind of dynamic um that i admire him a lot for to be able to tap into and be aware of. How about you, Crystal? If you had a son, what advice would you give him um, based on kind of the way Prince lived his life or a way he approached women or relationships? Um, communication is key. I would tell him to, um, I don't know, just be open and honest. I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like that's maybe a, one of been, probably what was a negative um, with Prince and his relationships or how I, maybe how I perceive, um, perceive it is that he wasn't always um, maybe upfront um, about his feelings. So, you know, if I had a son, I would try to tell him, you know, just always try to communicate um, and then, you know, do what the hell you want because ultimately that's what Prince did. No one, you know, he was going to do what he, he found ways to do what he wanted with his music, um, his image, his, you know, his his material, his, you know, the way his music was 
um, you know, consumed by his fans. You know, he controlled all of that. And so, you know, have a plan and follow it and stick through to it. So, yeah. Okay. I have one more question for everybody. So I know it's bad to kind of, you know, compare Prince to people that you would date. <laughs> and we, we, we asked this question and um, Carly and Stephanie talked about uh, paying attention to your, your lover and, or really in general, to the person that you're in relationships with. Mm-hmm. But my question here for everybody is if you had to give advice to men your age about things that they could do to improve their game or how to model, to take some lessons learned from Prince in the way that he was able to relate to women. What are some things that you would point out about him that they should also adopt? Wow. So we'll start with Stephanie. (laughs) Stephanie. Look like him? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, gosh. That, I don't know if my answer from earlier would change, honestly. It's like the whole attention to detail and being attentive to me, just, and not even just physically, but like, people who have the ability to um, pick up on small, you know, quirks about me or habits or things that I don't think anyone else would notice, like that kind of really observant, attentive um, nature is super attractive to me. So, um, and just you know, given the fact that Prince observed everyone around him, you know, he would go to a club and sit in a corner and just watch and, you know, absorb information about people that way and about, you know, their habits or or things like that. Um, Yeah. uh, For me um, and for, I feel like, dudes my age, um, that could be a a huge plus for you. Um, I think I think that um, women like it when it feels like a guy can kind of read our mind. Not that I, not that I would expect you to read my mind, but just little stuff that you can pick up on. Um, mm-hmm. Let's, you know, let me know that you're paying attention. I, yeah, absolutely. Okay, how about you, Carly? For me, I kind, I kind of agree with. Well, I 100% agree with that. Being attentive to my needs, what I want. Um, Guys my age kind of get that, but um, also another thing is giving my space. And we know Prince was big on, I mean, probably <laughs> more space than what they wanted. But, um, you know, giving me my space. Whenever we're together, it's, you know, it will be great. Then have that time apart. We can both yeah. focus on what we're doing. Then whenever we come back together, it's great again. Right. So, yeah. That's, that's what I think I would want and what I would tell other men my age. Okay. And Crystal? So, yeah, I kind of want to piggyback on both uh, Carly and Stephanie's points. Um, Carly, definitely the space thing, because I am definitely that person. My meter runs out quick. <laughs> you, know, I need my, you know, I need my space sometimes. Um, but then also just, just the attention to um, feelings and uh, 
And that can be emotionally and, you know, sexually, you know, because Prince, you know, sung about that a lot. And, um, but also Prince was someone who could really identify potential in people. And I know it's yeah. for me, I'm only 25 uh-huh. years old. So I don't really expect to date someone right now, my age, who would be able to do that just because he might be looking for that in someone as well. But just someone who could, I don't know, identify maybe um, I'm trying to get to one place in my life, you know, you know, are you working on, you know, bettering yourself? You know, what is your potential, your um, potential in life? Are you really pushing yourself to your limit? Because Prince really identified that with, you know, everyone that he, that was around him, whether it was a muse or um, someone, some arm candy or um, <clears throat> someone in his band, they all had a purpose ultimately. Um so, you know, I guess the attention um, to my feelings and um, I guess just the situation in general. Um, and then also, you know, having open conversations about, um, you know, how things are pretty much going in our lives together. It doesn't have to be about me. It could be about you. It could right. be, you know, each together, um, just our potentials. And if we're, you know, doing everything to the best of our abilities, basically. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just that awareness thing. I think mm-hmm. that's a good a good word for it. Attentiveness and, you know, paying attention. But, Not being yeah, awareness. Know. Yeah, definitely awareness of, of you know, that whole thing. Um, because just at least in, in my age range or some of my peers, um, y'all not aware at all. <laughs> y'all not aware at all. So... Yeah. It's, it's funny because, um, like, I, I don't date a lot and haven't in, like, seven years now. But <laughs> I I do have, like, kind of this rubric that I kind of have. And people always think, you know, oh, rubric, that's bad. But the rubric isn't based on their accomplishments. It's really based on who they are. And so the first four pillars is self-awareness. So you know who you are and you do a lot of that inventory to think about what do, what do I like, what don't I I like what makes me mad, what makes me sad, things like that. Self-acceptance. So being aware of how who you are impacts your um, opportunities. So, you know, because I have a fear about this, I know I'm going to have trouble in these particular situations. Uh Um, Authenticity, the staying consistent in the way you portray your character. So who I am around this person is going to be the same around this person, this person, this person. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth one is um, humility. And humility isn't necessarily saying, you know, you don't think bigger about yourself, but you recognize that people have different priorities than you and you don't judge them for that. And I, I, it was funny, like maybe a year or two before when I was coming up with these pillars, I was thinking like, who really embodies that? Like, I I remember writing a blog on my personal blog thinking, you know, I, I would love to know who like walking the planet kind of lives that way mm-hmm. and and I was thinking about it I was like you know Prince kind of is like that as more than you know as far as a public figure and and so like and everybody talks about how Prince is their boyfriend in their head and that's kind of how I connect to him because I'm like okay not to say you're the prototype and in a way he kind of is in a lot of ways not to say he's perfect because he certainly wasn't but mm-hmm. he is self-aware and he did accept himself to some degree you know elephant in the room we won't discuss the thing that didn't quite 
work out. And then um, he was very consistent about the way he was. And he was very authentic and hum humble or humble about the way he presented himself, even though it seems like to be this big, you know, orchestrated thing. But down as a person versus his public persona, it was very, you know, normal type <laughs> guy. And I think it's interesting. Like, that's kind of what I would say for the people because I'm 33 now and I'm starting to get around people who are more settled in who they are, but not quite yet. Cause there are a lot of people who are out that are pretending to be who they think they should be versus who they are. And kind of that, that would be kind of my thing that I would give advice. Like, Hey, you should be like, <laughs> <laughs> he was just himself. And, and it's a little rare to be so comfortable with yourself in that way. And, and it's interesting, like, even through his music, he kind of forces people to recognize that yeah. about themselves. And the way they respond to that is either, like, really reactionary, where they're, like, judgy about it or judgy of the people in his life. Or they see the lessons in other people's lives or they accept people's experiences as theirs. And it's not really threatening to them because they don't try to say, but, you know, in my head, I date Prince and I'm not like that. So that person sucks, I think. Because obviously, we know, he had a wide... Appetite for a lot of different types of women, so we all have a place here. Guys. We are all <laughs> another thing that I liked about him is he wasn't a chameleon. He was who he was, and then that was it. I can't yeah. stand it whenever <laughs> men are, you know, one way maybe around their family, and then well, you know, whenever you're around, say your parents, you know, sometimes you kind of, you know, are a certain way to try to make yourself look a little better around your parents. I don't mean that. I just mean like a completely yeah. different person around certain people, like different groups of people. I can't stand yeah. it. Like, who are you? And he was just who he was mm -hmm. all the time. And yeah. that's one thing that I really, really loved. Absolutely. Yeah. And unapologetic yeah. about yes. it, too. <laughs> like, take it or leave it. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining me today. Um, where can people find you on the internet um, that you'd like to share? Carly? On Instagram, I'm at Enchanting Dimples. And on Twitter, I'm at Carly CBCC. Okay. And then your Tumblr? I don't even remember. What is my Tumblr? I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> what is it? I think it's you're like, it's it's Carmel Candy. Yeah, 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 Carmel Candy 8 on Tumblr. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> okay. And Stephanie? Um, on Twitter and on Tumblr and on Instagram, I am Stephanie Janae, and that's Stephanie with a P-H-N-I-E. And then um, for Janae, it's J-U-H-N-A-Y, all one word. Okay, and Crystal? Um, so you can find me most often on Twitter. My Twitter is going to be Crystal with five A's. So it's going to be Crystal, um, C-R-Y-S-T-A. A A A A L X O. I should probably change that, but <laughs> Crystal XO. And then um, my French Tumblr is going to be graffiti-bridge.tumblr.com. And I am Darling Nisi on Twitter as well as Tumblr. We are a subset of the Prince Podcast. Thank you so much, Michael Dean. Hope we didn't embarrass you too much today. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <Die>, Mike. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Y'all, for you to see what's beyond you and me. Uh, depends, my friends, primarily on how you view your role in eternity. If she could be muse to the terror.